Welcome and you've been watching the podcast with the behind the scenes guys and you know we're behind the scenes because we probably know more than the guys out front and just don't want to talk about it. Brian Morton here. Eric Dorsch is on assignment once again. I am solo but I had a chance to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny so I thought let's talk about it a little bit. A lot of people will be seeing it. I won't spoil anything for anybody not that you can really spoil an Indiana Jones movie. We all kind of know there's going to be an artifact, Indy's going to have to find it for some reason, Indy will find it, everything will work out in the end. It's kind of how these movies play out, but that's what we like. Uh, this starts with an, a younger Indiana Jones, played, of course, by Harrison Ford with a little help from a computer. He looks, the CGI in this looks really, really good, I thought. I was very impressed by it, and the opening sequence is amazing. And the people who dropped the ball on the fourth Indiana Jones have clearly been fired because we're back to... What works? Indies fighting Nazis. The Nazis are back. Yes. So after a opening sequence that involves the Nazis during World War II or toward the end of World War II, we jump time jump forward to the 60s. Now Indy is old. He's retiring. But that doesn't mean there's not adventure. Old people could have adventures too. Come on, trust me. I'm old. I can have an adventure. So he has to hunt for Archimedes' clock. Now, this is a real thing, which is kind of cool. It sort of harkens back to the original Raiders, where he was looking for the Ark of the Covenant, which is a real artifact that hasn't been found. Well, Archimedes' clock, also a real artifact that's never been found. I think it's very cool to use these real things. The Crystal Skull didn't work for me. A lot of the other stuff was okay. The the Holy Grail was clearly a, a good MacGuffin. This, I think, worked better because it's an artifact that a lot of, not a lot of people know about. It's not been heard of great. And there's enough callbacks in this movie to the original that you're going to enjoy it. If you like the original Raiders, you're going to like this. It's a little, everybody's a little older, a little wiser, but they're still trying to do the right thing, which is what ultimately Indiana Jones movies are about. Uh, there's even a callback, not to ruin it, it's in the trailer with the whip that sort of echoes the original movie where the man pulls the sword and Indy has the whip and Indy shoots him. Well, this time Indy's got the whip and he's going to town. Now everybody else has a gun. It's kind of a cool echo of that original. He even has a little, a boy that follows him that's working with him, a boy and a woman that sort of echoes short round. So there's a lot of little subtle callbacks to the original movies that are kind of cool. And they wrap up uh, the Shia LaBeouf movie. They give, the Shia LaBeouf character, which was supposed to grab the torch and carry it forward, as you remember. They give him a nice uh, wrap-up of his storyline, shall we say. I won't ruin that either, but it is mentioned through the course of what happened to him and what went on. And it's it's kind of kind of nice. This overall, the story is basically the, uh, the Archimedes clock has been broken into two. The Nazis are looking for it because it has power. It has time travel power, hence the name Dial of Destiny. And they want this to reset the world so that the Nazis have won the war. And there's an evil Nazi played by Mads Mikkelsen who maybe, if he's not the best movie bad guy today, he's in the top two right next to Christoph Waltz. It may be a competition constantly with those two. He's excellent in this, and he's a really good foil for Harrison Ford. He's as evil as Indy is good. So it's really a a nice balance there between good and bad. Because the good's very good and the bad's very bad. So they hunt for Archimedes' clock. It, of course, causes them to have to travel all around the world. 
they interrupt the ticker tape parade for the astronauts coming back from the moon landing, which is in the trailer. I'm not ruining anything. Travel all around the world, find the clock, have to put it back together and stop the Nazis before they can reset time and make sure that the, that the Nazis have won World War II. It's a really an interesting premise. It's kind of a cool movie. If you, if you like the Indiana Jones movie, I even enjoyed the fourth one to an extent. It was nice to see Harrison Ford back in the hat and the leather coat. Uh, wasn't a fan of Shia LaBeouf, but I enjoyed the whole, the whole aspect of seeing Indy back in a different sort of way. I mean, we learned he had a son. We learned that him and, uh, him and Marion Ravenwood had a, had a little fling. And that continues on in this to some extent. It's kind of nice to see that they're keeping the story. Even the people, even when you hated the fourth one, it's still part of the series. It's still part of canon, which is kind of nice. So if you like Indiana Jones, you're, you're going to like this. If you love Indiana Jones, you're probably going to love this too. It felt a little bit long to me. It clocks in at about two and a half hours. So it's a little bit long, <clears throat> but the action keeps moving. There's a few parts I felt probably they could have shortened it a bit. We didn't need every every scene to be a chase scene. There was a lot of chasing going on in this movie. But it winds up in an interesting way. I won't give it away. They wind up in a very interesting way. And then when the whole story wraps up, you get a nice cap on the indie story, even if he's retired. And they sort of imply at the very end that maybe he's not retired. Maybe there's more to come. But I don't think uh, I don't think an 80-year-old Harrison Ford is probably going to be returning to this anytime soon unless they find a way to do a pass-the-baton really story. And he comes back just to hand the hat off to a younger person who can carry on the story. I mean, after all, it's Disney now. And we all know that Disney likes uh, money above all else. And if this makes money, they'll be looking for a way to absolutely capitalize that. So you might see uh you might see more Indiana Jones in the future. Indiana Jones passes the torch to someone else. But on our scale of theater, streaming or TV, to me this is a theater movie. If you if you liked Indiana Jones, you liked the earlier movies and I remember seeing Raiders in the theater and it was terrific. You'll like this movie too. There's there's a ton of echoes to the original the original trilogy and it it wraps up the indie story. If if there's gonna if they're going to put out a box set, these will be the five. Even the fourth one, these will be the five they put out, and it's the full Indiana Jones story. It comes from meeting him all the way to Indy's retirement and wrapping up his final big quest. But I would definitely see this in theaters. It's worth seeing on the big screen. It's a very very action oriented movie, and Harrison Ford pulls it off. Eighty years old, and he's still you know running around and jumping and rolling and climbing. It's you know, maybe it's a lot of his special effects. I don't know. I like to think Harrison Ford's still climbing up those rocks and, and crawling through those uh, tight crevices, <laughs> but I don't know. I'd like to think he is. It makes me feel better about being my age to see him being his age and still doing the stuff he does. So head to the theater, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, definitely worth checking out. And I'll see you next time. I'll be back with Eric. We'll talk some more. Until then, keep the popcorn warm for us. We want to see that movie, too.